Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rebel Passer. This is an exciting uh, event. It's something that we have not done yet before. And because it's new and I'm using a mic that I have to bend over to use, I'm going to let Andrew kind of explain why this is such a cool episode. This is an exciting episode. It's our first ever interview. And so I'm pumped. We have my good friend Nicole Allen with us today. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Yes, hello, hello, hello. (laughs) We're excited to have you. And just for those of you that maybe it's been a while since you've listened to the podcast or you're joining us um, uh, new or whatever, we've been talking about, Joe and I, for a while now, purity culture and um, mentioning numerous times that it's impossible to exhaust that. And even if you you know, dedicated a podcast to it for like years, it'd probably be impossible to exhaust that subject. But one of the things Joe and I mentioned from the very first episode is that we're two dudes talking about this and we're big time missing a female perspective. And so my good friend Nicole reached out and said, hey, I got a female perspective for you. And so she's here today to help us talk about purity culture again with a female perspective. So thanks, Nicole. Heck yeah. Again, that's awesome. Can you just... Maybe give some context, like what is your church experience, um, just so people out there know you're not like a purity culture newbie. Um, this you've got your your stripes in this <laughs> for sure. So I, you know, grew up in the church, like I assemblies of God when I was young, and then to sort of a more evangelical non-denomination church uh, through my teen years, and uh, you know, it was all through the '90s. So. Some good, like, I kiss dating goodbye was even after our time a little bit in high school. It was like, I think we were actually in, like, more college age at that point when that came out. But the pre to all of that was definitely um, some hardcore, like, uh, purity ring, time Mm. of life, you know, committing in your youth group to, like, not have sex to your married and all sorts of that kind of stuff was like super big push. Like that was very much the focus. Did that, so that's interesting because, um, so we'll get to this, but Nicole and I, so Nicole and I were in the same youth discipleship program that was our young adult years. But before that you grew up in a whole nother church atmosphere than the church atmosphere that I grew up in. Right. I was in the Midwest. Yes. You weren't even here. No. And it's proof that, right, like some things were just not that special. Like it was universal. It was definitely a movement. There was, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was good friends with a gal that, or our family was good friends with a gal, you know, in the pro-life movement. And then it very much went together with the, um, you know, commit to stay a virgin until you're married. And, um, you know, she was like on tour and did all these like rallies with lights and music and whatever. (laughs) And basically fear too, because she had not gone that Uh, route herself Mm -hmm. and then talked about, you know, like, and then you're going to have an abortion and then you yeah. might be a whatever and like all it's these. Extreme is it impossible. Oh my that. God. Yeah. yeah. And you know, fear motivates yep. for a short time. Yeah. Like at least. Yeah. And uh, I'm not a big fan of it <laughs> now, but but Absolutely. I see it's an effective. Yeah. It's an well, effective Well, for a long mode. time, that's what they used even in public schools oh, for totally. sex education was like, we're going to show you all the pictures of sexual diseases to try to help you not have sex I guess. right right and Which, that didn't like you said it didn't work for a very long time yeah horrible yeah, horrible yeah. well i would also disagree with that aspect of fear like only works for a little bit because it's if you use the same thing then yes that only works for a little bit but it's not just mm. this one area it's we're gonna make you scared of this mm. and that's gonna evolve to keep you into that kind of true that's a great point. true very true you have to keep upping the ante you have to yeah. keep upping the ante i guess for me it's that at some point somebody yeah. goes up against that does the thing that was the bad thing mm. right and then doesn't die yeah. or become a, a like a prostitute on the yeah. corner yeah. and then goes, wait a minute, you know, right? Like whether I it's mean, drugs, like, yeah. you know, same Happens thing, just time. say no. And like all of these things, yeah. which 
listen, just say no work for me. I'm just yeah. saying, but not everybody that, you know. Absolutely. So <laughs> I got a, I got a question then, because for me, something that was interesting is that I grew up right uh, during that change. So like, I remember like a whole group of young people before me that were dating and doing all the different, like just purity was not a big deal. Right. And then, so I actually remember that change happening at, at our church and being kind of in the crossroads of that. Yeah. Was that similar for you too? Yeah. So it is interesting because in my pre young adult life, dating was not faux pas. It was, it, you know, it was definitely more about like, you can date, you can whatever, just don't go all the way. Yeah. Right. Like that was kind of the, the golden statue. Right. Um, as opposed to like everything else, it was more in the young adult era of mm. where it shifted that everything meant something yeah. deeper, right? Like yeah. your pants are a little too tight. It couldn't be that you've maybe gained five yeah. pounds. No, it's, it's definitely that, that you're trying to get someone to look at your butt. Of you course, know? <laughs> of course. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it, everything had that deeper meaning and like always evaluating. Like, I don't think I'm trying to get their attention, but maybe I totally am. And I don't yeah. actually even know my own heart or mind. Yeah. You know, and yeah. whittling away at that, which of course has the longer lasting. Yeah. Um, messed up. Well, and, that, and I guess that's where we're kind of getting a little bit today, too, that I imagine will be there for a while. But that's a perspective that I think would be really good to have is just what are the long term effects? Yeah. Of purity for you. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, we can only kind of speak to ourselves or what we see inside of our our direct people in our, our lives. But I think we've encountered enough people to, like you said, it was a movement. This yes. is not something this shaped the evangelical church and even beyond um, in a pretty massive way. And so it's interesting. I was telling Joe, actually, too. You know how it is like when you want to buy a car, how you start seeing cars yes. everywhere. And so we've been talking about purity culture and, and I, I'm just seeing this conversation almost everywhere. Everywhere. Like it's it's sort of shocking to me where I keep seeing it mm-hmm. come up. And so it isn't just a, this wasn't just a us thing. Right. You know, it, it was something that was all over. And so what are, what has been some of the long-term effects for you in your mind of, of purity culture? Yeah. So, you know, I'm 43 years old. I've been Mm -hmm. married for 22 years. Yeah. Right. To the same person, (laughs) like all of these things. And yet still when I text my friends, if they are of the male persuasion, I have to read, reread, Read it again. Make sure yeah. this doesn't. This couldn't be taken the wrong way, right? Like that's not going to be considered like flirty if I'm just being nice or laugh at something that we had a joke about. Um, you know, I then have to investigate. They don't think that I'm like trying to like come on to them or like be, you know, um, getting attention that isn't okay, yeah. right? Like right. I just have that whole head game, mm-hmm. um, and then in person. You know, you're constantly evaluating what you're wearing. Um, So like literally on vacation in Mexico, it was my husband and I with two of our closest friends, uh, another couple. And, you know, I had several swimsuits. One of the days I had a swimsuit that's completely covered, completely, (laughs) but had a detachable strap so that you could sunbathe, right? Like just just this one little strap. (laughs) So you... So I take it off because I'm just sitting, like I'm not moving anywhere. And all of a sudden I get like red hot mortification, like from top to bottom, my head is like ready to explode. And internally I'm going, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Calm down, calm down. Like you are not trying to get anybody's attention. You're not doing anything wrong. But like I had so much paranoia in that moment that like, is this totally inappropriate? Am I totally like, I'm like flashing basically in your mind. It's like, oh my God, I'm totally flashing my boobs right now. And he thinks that like, I'm trying to like get his attention and I'm totally not like, and so you have this whole head game so much so that I had to ask my friend, is this okay what I'm wearing? Cause I feel like it's okay, but is it? And she started laughing 
And she said, Nicole, I literally just had the same conversation in our hotel room 10 minutes ago about my dress, which hit my knees. Is this too short? Are you sure it's not too short? I feel like maybe it's too short. Like, you know, just this total paranoia. And that is all the time. All the time. That, to me, so that's sort of amazing uh, and horrible, obviously. It's ridiculous. Um, It is, but what... It's one of those things where when we're laughing, it's like, because we're... That kind of was it's a funny story. It's terrible. Story. Oh, funny. totally. But, but it, so we're not laughing. We're laughing at the situation, but not laughing like at. Oh no. Kind of bad yeah. thing. We we're both just like. <laughs> yeah. No, but here's the thing. It is hilarious because it's so ludicrous. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like it's asinine, and well, yet that is the sure. head game that has been created. Yeah. And so every choice you make, if you bend over, oh my God, I didn't bend at the knees so that, you know, I bent at the waist because I was just picking up this garbage absentmindedly. Does the person behind me, so-and-so's husband, think I'm trying to show my ass? Wow. Like, yeah. And I think where I was going to go with that too is that what's amazing about that to me is that you are a pretty progressive person. So (laughs) you're not... I'm vouching for Nicole. It's not like she just started deprogramming from your church upbringing. Like this is something you've been doing for a long time, like 15, 20 years, you know? And so I don't want people to be like, oh, you know, well, that's just for people right at the beginning. This is something you've been doing. Like it's not, not like you haven't been like, there was some stuff messed up about purity culture. Right. You've you've been addressing that for a long time. Right. And that's why it's, to me, it's not that it's every day is to that level yeah. of extremeness, but it does trigger randomly that you feel yeah. that, like, paranoia. Yeah. You know? So, like, Probably most of the time... Probably any time you're outside of doing something that's comfortable, like, safe and comfortable. Exactly. Like, wow. yeah. So, it's, it's not that it's all the time, but there is some, that occasional, like, whoop in your mind of like, is that okay? Yes, it's fine. Yeah. Like that's why I was saying like, you know, with the swimsuit, literally in my brain, you're fine for the love of God. It is fine. <laughs> Nothing is wrong about this. Like calm down, look around. Yeah, there are other right? people like, <laughs> believe me, that are much more scantily. And it's not because I think I'm some hot whatever. Like it's just that deep. Yeah. But when you are told in very important years that like you shouldn't jump in your worship service because my husband is like tempted by that, you know, which wow. makes it. And so you're the reason. Yeah. Like for one, gross, yeah. ew, thank you, yuck. But now Definitely. you're also asserting that that's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. So then again, you don't trust your own mind and heart. Which is, is part of... The game, really. I mean, right. it's part of what lets people have control. Right. You know, is where you have to start questioning yourself. But I, that's, and Joe, you can jump in anywhere. But I think that's something I'm interested in, too, is that you were actually told that. Oh, absolutely. Because I think that's where, and again, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but that's where one big thing I think is very different between the male, female perspective Mm -hmm. is that there were so so much more told to all my friends that were female yeah than what was ever told to me sure like everything about dress for us in our situation was kind of like you you know you need to dress good so you don't one draw attention to yourself or you're not trying to be trendy or but it was never like there's something wrong with your body in general right and you're you're a problem yeah because of that yeah yeah pretty much everything for the female persuasion yeah it was your body is the problem right and then no wonder then on top of it and this is a little bit of a rabbit trail but no wonder then when you grow up in that where Sex is bad. Sex is bad. You shouldn't want attention. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. want... You want to be androgynous is the goal to draw no attention, right? Ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. But yet, you still need to be feminine. So you need to wear makeup. You need to this and that. So like there was, of course, to no one's surprise, 
a high percentage of like anti-LGBT, all of that as well. So there was this weird line that you had to be really cautious of. But um, it's no wonder that then when they do get married, that like what a tough flip to switch, switch to flip. Like, (laughs) um, because, you know, you're told it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Oh, now go for it. And thankfully, I will honestly, like that wasn't an issue for us. But I do know a lot of people that that was a struggle. Yeah, Joan, we talked about that on one of the earlier episodes. Just as a pastor, that's something that I've heard over and over and over and over again with with people through the years of like that being an issue and mm-hmm. a problem and really i mean i'm i'm usually always directing people man you need some counseling for that like totally. some some real true counseling because it, mm-hmm. that's a lot to unpack yeah and it is it's weird to me i mean i think maybe it's personality or something where some like somebody like you that just doesn't affect same with me it just didn't affect right. that way mm-hmm. i feel very lucky the more stories i hear because Absolutely. i can't point to something Mm-hmm. Like why that would be the case necessarily because it makes perfect sense to me yeah. why it's such a struggle for people. Absolutely. Can I, oh, did you have something? I just had a quick question in the sense of, you know, you're talking about kind of in those really informative years and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you ever talk to like your, pe- like, was that a conversation you had with your peers at the time? Was that something like, because I'm trying to think even for me, mm-hmm. I don't think me and my friends ever really talked about purity stuff on a deep level. And so I can't imagine if you're like, you know, for when they're coming at you or talking about like all the things you can't do. Right. Is that a conversation that you had with other people? That's a good question. It's a good question. Um, For the most part, no. I mean, for the most part, it was so pressurized that to even question it was like you were a woman of loose morals. Yeah. You know, like... It, it just, yeah. It, it's it was set up that so... way that if you push back, then it, what you're trying to do is the worst possible thing. It's right. perfectly set up that yeah. way. Yeah. Then did, did you also like end up, hmm, the right, I don't know the right way of saying, but like finding a sense of pride and almost like when you were following, like if you saw someone that wasn't doing it, then were you scared for them? Or were you like, I'm doing better than they're doing, or they're doing better than... Like, did it ever become a competition? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think that also is part of the system. I mean, I don't... I will say, I don't think it always felt like that. Sometimes there was people, especially pre-young adulthood, um, I actually was more like, oh, I really like them. They're cool. Like, they're, (laughs) they're like so free. You know, so there was that in the earlier years, but certainly into young adulthood for sure. Um, And yet I remember still there was times of like, why exactly is that (laughs) like so horrible? And you'd also hear and know of other people that like I had a friend in high school that, you know, had a serious girlfriend. They had sex. They broke up. And for him, he was like, I'm not ready for that. I don't want that, right? And we're talking high schoolers. I thought that was a really mature decision of his that he made and was like, well, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for the consequences of that, et cetera. And that was it. Like nothing, like he didn't just like melt in (laughs) in the spot, like becoming a ruin of a person, right? Yeah. Which was sort of that fear that would be built up that like somehow your whole life would be ruined if you made a decision that like went off that course. Yeah. So, you know, you'd start knowing different ones or couples that you really respect and like they're so amazing as a as a couple and then you hear that like wait, they didn't follow this way. Mm-hmm. And some of them would be like, "Hey man, you know, we didn't." And sometimes this is how it's been harder because yeah. of but also like we're still good. Like it's still yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, it, well, and I think that that plays into why purity culture went came on so strongly right is because it did and this even goes to your question joe about like um who was telling you this stuff because it wasn't just the leaders like in our situation Mm -hmm. 
then they're getting young people to buy into this. So the people that were actually like confronting you and calling you out were other young people. Yes. Which then there is a peer pressure vibe to that. Of right. Like, this isn't just some 50-year-old telling me this. This is somebody that's a couple of years older than me who right. I kind of look up to and respect. And yes. so if they're saying that, then... Yeah. You and know, it's like they got got people in a way to do the dirty work of, of that, which absolutely. creates that much more of a culture. Yeah. Well, I know we've talked about it several times. I keep on trying <laughs> to just, uh, this mic, we're going to have to fix the mic situation. But <laughs> we talked about it several times that, like, if you didn't do it, you could lose those so many friendships. Yes. No. Like, so I, would, I know we said that in a few other instances, but that goes so well into this, too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did have a question for you, Nicole, from what you were saying earlier. Was that confusing on one level being told like, okay, there's all these things about your body that are kind of bad and you need to hide. Uh-huh. But then at the same time being told you need to wear dresses, wear makeup, do your hair all the time, yeah. look good. Like to me, that just seems like such a conflicting it was a tough needle to thread, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm it's a sure. tough, it's a tightrope because if it looked too good, you would get criticism. Yeah. And if it didn't look good <laughs> enough, you would get criticism. Yeah, so, so you can't win. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I remember having one dress that um, I had several girls go, oh my gosh, I just love that dress. It's like so cute, but it really is just so perfect because it's not too cute, but it's cute. <laughs> It's oh cuter than, God. yeah, because otherwise it was like, you know, oh, this just, right? yeah. but it was like, it, it, it's just sort of, it threaded the needle perfectly kind of yeah. a thing, right? Like it's flattering, it's, it's pretty, but it also is not too shape, you know, hugging yeah. or whatever. Like it is, it, 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 it was a weird time for sure. <laughs> yeah. And how exhausting to yeah. be being that I'm, I would think at some point and again this is for me I, I always come at these things I think because I've as as you have too, know so many people that have been so hurt by it it's hard for me not to see the maliciousness behind it not not necessarily in a person uh-huh. but in a system yeah of how how it's like perfectly designed to just tear somebody down until you get to the point where it's like you do give up your autonomy and yeah. I'm just like, it's too hard to keep up with all these rules. It's too hard to like, so I'm just, I'm just, just tell me what to do. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Which even in that, okay. You know, there was a point of like, okay, well, whatever we got through it. Yeah. Except then you have, if you have kids. Yes. So then, you know, now it's forcing you to kind of readdress because yeah. you still have these knee-jerk reactions or triggers or whatever that you're like whoa why like you have to keep evaluating like what in that like i have a reaction to that outfit that you're wearing but what is that is that a me problem because Mm -hmm. of old programming or is that is there an actual issue and then if there is how do i even express that in a way that isn't shaming and creating that same problem for our kids if if you can have like how has that been what is that process like what is that like has that been something that's been more of you like how does that work as a parent sure well i mean of course it starts when they're young but having to really break down the what about it is the problem Mm. right yeah so um you know, like even, so I have a daughter and, and trying to talk through um, different clothing things. And some is just about what's flattering, yes. right? And being able to address that. But as all parents <laughs> know, you're like, how do I talk about this issue without giving you body shaming issues and without giving you whatever is just a complex thing. And then you add purity culture to it. So as an example, we did camp yeah. for years for the people that don't know, like camp, what is camp? Okay, so we did a like a team camp yeah. for a lot of years, and when we would go, we literally camped for several mm-hmm. years, and then we just started doing it at an actual like camp facility. facility. Yes. So with that though, we would like you know you would swim and you would we played lots of games in the water and we would bridge jump and all of these things, 
And so, of course, the fir- one of the first thoughts is like, oh, crap, we're going to have to deal with the <laughs> swimsuit thing, right? Because back in the day, it would have been one piece only, and it has to be this, yeah. and you should wear shorts, and you should yada, yada, yada. Um, and so finally, as we were kind of going through that, we realized, okay, we are going to play games. We are active in the water. So finally, I just decided I'm just going to be make it really plain. Like I'm going to be just really obvious. So I'm just going to say like, hey, if you're going to wear a two piece, it needs to like cover all your bits and keep it in place (laughs) because we do play active games in the water and nobody needs your boobs hanging out. So like, and then I just kind of laugh and be like, if that's a one piece, great. If that's a like two piece, but it's got everything well held in, great. If it doesn't, throw a tank top on so we don't have to worry about it. Like, but I just try to make it super practical and not like a heart moral issue because that's really the, like for me, that's been the dividing line. Like this is not an expression of your like heart or whatever. It's character, right. Like that's fine. It's fashion. You get to choose or your parents get to be a part of that. But here in this place, we just don't want your tits out. Yeah. So we're just going to make a plan. <laughs> well, I think you did a good job addressing that back right. then. Because it, 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 it is a challenging, again, for those of us that come from purity culture right. uh, on some level, then even more challenging, I guess, on like, how are, how are we going to deal with this? What are we going to say? What are we going to do? Right. How is this going to... And in a church atmosphere, you have parents all over the map on that all too. Over the so map. it's it's a complicated thing, I think, and you did a good job handling it. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah. Well, I in can't my imagine opinion. how kind of difficult it would also be because as a leader, then you're trying to take you don't want to take full responsibility for all the other parents' kids. Right. But you're yeah. also trying to set like good, healthy boundaries without being super like you got to do blah, blah, blah. Right. Yes. And I think one of the things, I'll just throw this out there for those that are listening that are still in church atmospheres. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things you did well too is that after that initial saying that, then it wasn't a a big deal. Right. And so we we definitely had people, a couple people that were were even on the skimpy side of swimming suits, Uh I would say, and we just didn't make it an issue. Yeah. And so I think you threw it out there and it's like, this is kind of the thing. And outside of that, then we're all hopefully mature enough to handle that. And that was kind of how we tried to approach it. Whether you are or not, I'm going to treat you like you are. And and we did have a couple of times, hey, you know what? We're playing a game where we're literally like jumping off of bridges. We're like pushing and pulling and what have you. Let's just throw a tank top on there because yeah. I just feel like we're just waiting for an accident yeah. to happen. And yeah. that would be embarrassing, right? And, you know, and then they'd be like, yeah, totally. So I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know. And that is very different than how we grew up, which, you know, at some point you're actually getting like, how long is this and what, you know. Yes. Like, get out the measuring stick. and Absolutely. My God, at one point in our, well, I call it the cult, but yeah. in their like cult school, young adult, whatever, was I was in charge of all the girls had to bend over to show if their panty line was too strong and if they were wearing granny panties or not. Because if it was anything less than that, it was inappropriate. And I don't even know what to say. Like, it's a whole thing. (laughs) Wow. Like, literally. And then they'd have to jump in front of me with their sports bras. And is your one sports bra enough or should we have you wear two? Because to keep the jiggle down, yeah, you literally have to wear literally, two. Literally had to wear two, and I would be up there, and it had like a massive, like we're talking like serious, like heavy duty kind, and so I'm like tightening it till they're bright red. I mean, they're just oh my it's gosh, insane. yeah, it was insane. Yeah, that's that's a perspective <laughs> that we did definitely didn't have to definitely didn't have to deal with yeah and that and when joe and i were talking about it i didn't want i, I didn't want to come off as complaining because i know that women suffered way more sure but even just the ridiculousness i was i was telling him i think this made it on the podcast but like there was a time where we went to like a, a place that had a public shower uh-huh. you know like a, a ymca or something sure. so it's like an open shower it's all the guys and we had to wear clothes yes. in the shower to because sho- of each other 
Yes. Like, not in a, like, co-ed situation. No, this is not co-ed. Yeah. This yeah. is not Finland or something. Right. This is just right. here. And just how ridiculous yeah. that was. I mean, it's, again, nowhere on the level of this. That was, like, a <laughs> random moment. Or being in California as a young person and having to wear a shirt in the water. In yes. the ocean. You know, it's just like, uh-huh. what in the world are we doing? Yes. This is so weird. Like a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. But that is... Yeah, that's that's another level. Yeah, but I remember the guys couldn't wear mirrored sunglasses because yes. it hid your eyes. Hid your eyes, and I people needed to too. see that you were not just what checking out babes the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Like it was accountability. Like that, if you had mirrored sunglasses, yeah. you were a big ass perv. Part yes. of my language, I didn't even ask if that's okay. The, Sorry, you know us. Just, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Sorry. you're fine. You but just let it loose. Sorry, sorry. No, there's let it loose. If you see me go, right? Okay. I'll avoid the big. I'll avoid the big ones. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, in your podcast, which I want you to talk about later a little bit, you guys just go for it. Yeah, we don't have. We just put a explicit on there and just know. Which I have no problem with, but I I realized I just don't swear a lot. Yeah, I just I'm not. I I don't. No, you do you? Just for search histories. So if you if you're an explicit podcast, oh, you gotcha. won't get recommended as much as sure, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, that's good. Well, that's good to know. See, we may. We there's no chance you guys no. could dial it back. Don't yeah. even act like we you would. That. You're like, well, yeah. we may have to consider. <laughs> no, you guys are not considering no, that we're at all. Not. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. It's true. So, oh, go ahead. I was just curious because we were talking about you know as you as a parent, mm-hmm. were your were your parents involved? I, like, what were they, like, kind of pushing you towards the purity stuff? Or yes. Or were they... So they were because they were the opposite. Okay. Like, they were, you know, very partied in all of their young life and did all of the things. Mm-hmm. So their response to that was, we don't want our kids to go, you know, to be like that and to save them heartache. And I think legitimately was yeah. their thought on that Mm -hmm. so they were very much pushing for that um which was very common i mean we we talked about that it was very common response for some reason inside of the church is of like if we can just make everything as sterile as possible yes then nothing nobody will experience anything bad right and now we've created people that are traumatized (laughs) from our from these situations of trying to make things so sterile in ways that are on a lot of levels, I don't know. I I hate saying worse or better or whatever. But again, we're talking twenty some years later. Yeah, and you're still, still trying to process. Well, and I I actually, in some ways, when you make it so bad, right? Yeah. You make things so so bad without like, hey, it's practical. It's because of this, right? Because yeah. that that was the part that was missing. It was just bad and you should be afraid of it and whatever mm-hmm. but when when that's so bad for so long i almost think it does the opposite for some personalities yeah, too absolutely. like i think there was a higher and maybe it's hard because it also overlaps like the internet and what have you but i think it increased hiddenness i yeah. think it increased pornography absolutely. addictions yeah um because that was so bad and so yeah. put on this thing that when somebody like broke ranks or chose differently it it was still this like like it elicited a like pleasure center in a different more extreme way Mm -hmm. because it wasn't just like it's really okay it's just a body like you know i don't like some sense of normalcy right on yep like, not that I think that's everybody's response, but I think there's certainly, there were some that had that more extreme because it just wasn't okay on any kind of normalcy yeah. basis, right? Like Yeah, it adds another level of, again, when you're talking about like secrecy or, right. which is what we talked about that in the, in the last episode we did just a couple episodes or no, I guess this last is the episode. next one. Yeah. It feels like a couple episodes ago, but... But that that's when you're making something that's supposed to be normal right. on one level. Like we notice each other's bodies. That's sure. just life. And there's nothing inherently wrong with noticing somebody's bodies. But when you make something that, 
human of a thing that happens right taboo then it it does add that piece of like well we're we're all we're all doing this right and now there's almost an addiction level that comes to it if if you're going which which we know you know through psychology that that adds a piece to um you know the desire for some people to do that right well and i think it is about the secrecy right like so instead of normalizing Mm -hmm. especially in puberty times of life for the love of pete like it's just that's just gonna happen right it's gonna happen yeah it's supposed to happen right i mean right yes so in the same yeah in the same ways that it's like okay yeah that's it's nice to look at yeah. You know, but how did it make you like that's where for us, as an example, mm-hmm. with our kids yep. being able to then go, OK, but how did that make you feel? And yeah. then when you felt like, you know, you were doing something that you shouldn't have been doing mm-hmm. and then you're hiding it. How did that yeah. make you feel? Yeah. And then talking about that as opposed to, you know, a like it's because you're a dirty perv, yeah. you know, that's full of the devil, like yeah. and making it this whole other thing like Mm -hmm. i get it it's yeah yeah you know like i get the interest obviously (laughs) and i think normalizing like you said that that's good like we need we need that there's nothing did you you listen to the episode we did on last yes i did no that's true i know (laughs) no i have been listening i have (laughs) but but that was my point in it is that maybe even we were created that way right to notice beauty in this world that we're a part of yes and so that would include human bodies right right and so for me i so wish that energy would have been spent helping young people walk through like hey this is normal right how do you relate to each other when you have these feelings and see these things yes. and how do you stop from objectifying so that we actually are really treating each other with honor as opposed to this pretend honor that we're coming up with right you know that the issue is when you start objectifying people yeah and then they become a commodity that you can just take or yes whenever you want then we start getting into some things that are real bad issues exactly but just noticing somebody is like, right yeah and just i think the normalizing and the like saying it out loud like there's something big about you're not alone yes right the like oh i'm not the weirdo yeah you also have those (laughs) thoughts or feelings or whatever which i think the fear that the church has often created or that comes along with that is if we make it um like that's normal then are we giving permission, yeah. right? And that's yeah. the whole weird circle that <laughs> it, like... Um, On so many different subjects. Oh my God, and all the of the subjects. Yeah, like, All of them. Yeah. Well, what does that even mean at the end of the day that you're giving you permission? Know. Like, people don't have permission anyways to do right. those things. <laughs> right. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Can we go back to something that we already, totally. already covered? Um, when you're talking about kids, because I think that's... Also, for me, that was something that really got me to relook at not just, yeah, relook at a lot of the stuff that I actually believe and think and those things that are down there deep in terms of like knee jerk reactions and what do I really believe about this? Um, do you have any advice for parents? Is there, is there doing, because again, we're, we're identifying that this is something that is a, probably for any of us that anybody that walks through this, it's a process that you're always kind of, working through so how do i how do i deal with what is coming up in me while i'm still trying to offer my kids a better way yeah to engage it's hard it is hard i wish there was like a well you got to just do these three things i know there's not but 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 i will say for myself well, and here's the thing is my kids are also questioners. Yeah. So they very frequently will be like, yeah, but why? Yep. And and honestly, it's a gift. It is a gift. To me Absolutely. because I, I very much could have just autopiloted, yeah. knee-jerk reacted, and been like, that's just not okay. Yeah. But I think you got to parent the kid you have mm-hmm. and to really know their heart and yeah. what's going on. So as an example with my daughter, well, our family – 
we have larger legs. As an example, I'll give a very practical example. So my daughter kept finding these shorts that were pretty short. And at first I was like, my God, why such short shorts? And like, what's the deal? And finally she just looks at me, she goes, mom, if either I have to wear friggin' long old lady shorts or I have to wear shorter shorts because the mid length does not work for me. And I even had her try a pair on. I was like, oh, yeah. I see it now. I get it. I get it now. So, yeah, it's totally fine. Like, and I just had to kind of, it was that practical. Yeah. So I think for me, it's about asking myself, like, what is it that I'm reacting to? Mm -hmm. And then also, is there a practical something in that? Yeah. You know, again, for the individual person. I mean, I know on the other end of the spectrum, you know, some kids that are just long and lanky and have nothing to them. And like, you know, they have long stems. So whatever yeah. whatever shorts they wear are going to look short because they yeah. just got long I, friggin' legs. I got one of those. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. You know, so, but it's a heart issue, I That's guess, good. for me is like yeah. continuing to go back to, you know, is it just what's in fashion? And is there a, for me, I mm. still try to like, okay, is there a, a reasonable line of, sure. you know, but, but really it's always got to come back to why am I reacting that way? What is it that I'm reacting to? Yeah, that's good. And is it worth, is it worth the harm that you could do again? If you, if you go down that road where then it becomes a body shame kind of issue, is yes. it really worth that or or what message are you for me that was something that hit home with my girls as we were walking through this of like wait a minute i i don't want to say these same things Uh and because then what am i essentially telling them that it's their job to make sure they're keeping you know some of those things that you're dealing with and feeling still now today i don't want them to have to have so yeah if sometimes that makes me uncomfortable where they fall on it i'm just like (laughs) well okay i guess i can be the one that's uncomfortable instead of doing something that causes damage to them yeah and ultimately i don't know maybe i just also go well i'm not going to do everything perfect yeah so absolutely i'm going to air one way or the other probably on some of these things so i guess i may as well just get comfortable with that too yeah (laughs) like yeah doing the best i can (laughs) sure absolutely well something that i guess a question for both of you guys is like have you had to have like were, were there instances where you guys and your spouses saw like totally different on a subject like on the subject mm-hmm. like so it wasn't just you you know having that interaction with your kids but also then potentially being on separate sides uh-huh with your partners we have had a couple instances there's <laughs> one in particular that i'm thinking about in regards to like dress and not with each other as adults but certainly with our kids yeah where there was one point where Erin just had decided she's not wearing that like she will not (laughs) without talking to you oh no and he just threw down some things like it was hilarious and at one point like i just felt like i was watching a tennis match just looking at him and then i'm looking at her and i wish you would have started recording that That oh my god it would have been amazing because at one point so she had a dress that was like a faux leather material it was not great let's just be honest it was not great but she was really excited about it and he was like over my dead body so there was a whole series of things of his perspective and it really did come from like a dad point of view right Mm -hmm. but at one point in the heat of the moment he says you know women on the corner wear that prostitutes wear that Ross literally got a hand on her hip and she just looks at him and says, wow, that was bold. Wow. (laughs) And immediately I'm dying laughing and I'm like, to be fair, he's not saying that you are. And she's like, oh, I know I'm not. Thank you very much. (laughs) It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, Yes. And uh, it was kind of funny because at first I started like 
wait a minute. And then I thought, this is good for both of them. Yeah. Just because of their personalities. Like, they needed to work this out and have mm. conflict mm-hmm. was really good for them. It was hilarious. Because they're both <laughs> conflict avoided. It was, fun it was for great. You to watch. It, was, yeah. it was highly entertaining. <laughs> to the point that literally the next day, Aaron was like, please don't still be mad at me, Ross. <laughs> I'm sorry what I said. Yeah. My words came back in my ears later. Absolutely. Like, it was amazing. But it was funny because, yeah, in that moment, I was like, I don't feel like that's totally okay. Sure, we're just going to let this play out. All right. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. I don't have any stories that good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've disagreed, yeah. but I'm sort of the questioner usually in life. And so, but... We worked it out. It was yeah, fine. Nothing, yeah. Nothing that dramatic, unfortunately. <laughs> we're we're a passionate people. What yeah. can we say? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess yeah. I was also thinking like just in potential like more not that these need to go into stories, but like more like private instances where like you know you guys are talking, maybe not in front of your kids or something like sure. that. Where it's just like these. Maybe where you, I don't know if it was like where you didn't realize you guys saw differently mm. and then kind of going through that and seeing the different effects that this has. Yeah. Just even on someone that you've been with for so long. Sure. Some things, I guess, yes. For the most part, I think we're probably on the same page. Like, um, at this point, I don't feel like we have much that we haven't kind of already mined some of those things, but usually it's more of like, mm, I want you to hear that again. Yeah. Like, yeah. cause this is also what it could be saying. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess we, I don't we have... have an interesting scenario too. I think for us, because the church atmosphere we were a part of was so big at the time that so many of us had relationships inside of that world. And so we were all, programmed the same way in a sense yeah i would it would be and it is interesting i think when somebody coming from a purity culture is find somebody that doesn't have that sometimes there is issues of like you know man like show some skin like be yeah don't dress like you're 10 decades behind where we are i think that can happen that would be an interesting I don't know a lot of our friends that have walked that out. Yeah. Like you said, you're still like, is my bathing suit okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but right. I know that that can cause just conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that it would if you came from totally different yeah. perspectives. But yeah, no. Most of the time it's, it's if there's anything, it's, it's things that were just so deeply ingrained and that just hadn't kind of... Yeah. Uh, had opportunity to kind of see some of those things but also my husband's a teacher in the school system so it's not like he's not around like kids and whatever so I don't know yeah um so as we're you know part of the whole reason other than it's just fun talking to you sure but was to to get a female perspective is there anything just again maybe coming from the podcast that you listen to where where we're having conversations as guys mm-hmm. um, that, that you're kind of thinking hey this from a female perspective this is important for people to know as they are and and the kind of the funny thing about Joe and I too is that then we have very different church experiences as right. well so what what are some things if any that you're thinking of. Do you have any that you're like, this This is important for um, people to realize, whether it's uh, um, another gender or even just people that maybe didn't go through purity culture for somebody that it has? Yeah. Um, did that question make sense? It did. I stumbled, I stumbled it's through kind it. Of a it big is a big question. one. I know. I'm I know. like, let me look at my yeah. notes here real quick. Um I think just what we had talked about kind of already that um, that I think if you experienced it, it's important to talk about because I do think that it affects yeah. people in ways that can be unexpected hmm. and that can come up randomly and, um, and potentially have longer lasting effects, for, I think, for both genders. Yeah, um, I do too. Yeah, absolutely. 
honestly, even just saying when we were saying about like it being so faux pas, so avoid. I mean, to the point that if there was a bra commercial, yeah. parents were either changing the channel or standing in front of the television, right? Yes. From like all growing up that that it creates an what I would even say in a churchy way, like this idol Absolutely. of thing that it's no wonder that you have addictions yeah. that are so deep and hidden. And, mm -hmm. um, and so that I think there's more to that than Absolutely. what I'd even realized as I say it. Yeah. I, it like, I think there are effects of purity culture that are in ways that maybe people haven't always realized. Yeah. And it's important to talk about it. It's important to get the therapy or yeah. to at very least talk to your people yeah. and, you know, share experiences and be willing to be open mm. about ways that it has affected that you even know about. Mm -hmm. And then in hearing other people talk, I think also may open up and unlock some other ways that maybe you didn't even realize. Is that... I yeah, I think that is right on. Is that challenging to do? I mean, you're you're a pretty open person. Clearly, I'm a pretty yeah, open yeah, yeah. person. But I mean, just in your knowing your friends, like I'm in in a group, is that challenging for women to do with each other? I think you have to have the right people okay. that yeah. are open like that, or the you know kind of a more. Um, intimate moment with your mm -hmm. friend you know it's not just a like tuesday night at dinner you yeah. know hey so i totally have this crazy insecurity but like it's a wednesday night discussion right? <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure <laughs> um but i do think that it's not always hard like i think yeah. there's definitely different people that it's pretty clear like oh Maybe I'm not so crazy. Maybe yeah. you could relate to that. Like, and I think for people out there too, if you if you haven't come from a background like that, to be as understanding as you can be. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things I I hate, and I've talked with my kids about this. You know, in sharing some of the weird things that you go through in cult-like atmospheres. Yeah. There's always that, oh, why would you do that? Right. You know, and it's <laughs> right. like this, dis like disgusted almost like, how yeah. could you be so mindless to mm -hmm. do that? Which doesn't show a lot of, re you know, understanding for the nuances of being in those environments. So yeah. that can lead to a good conversation of like, well, let me explain to you how this would work. And Joe and I have had some of those, like, mm -hmm. you know, let me explain to you why this would go down right. this way. But if you can try to understand, ask questions and understand, then yeah. you can be somebody that kind of pulls that out of somebody and mm -hmm. lets them know that's a safe place yeah. to talk. Because I do think even, even with our kids, it helps to be, like you said, share the stories. Yeah. I used to have to wear two sports. I mean, right. I did not. No. I probably needed to, but I didn't have to. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. sharing those stories and being, because it does help uh, the people in our lives relate to us and understand kind of yes some of why maybe we have weird reactions that we might have. Exactly. And I think some of that too, a way, especially if that's not your own personal experience, but you know someone that has, yeah. is in love and in kindness, not in being a jerk. <laughs> but when you see that trigger reaction, mm. that knee jerk response... To be able to, hey, I noticed that you have kind of a strong reaction to that. Mm. Do you have, like, what do you think that comes from? Yeah. Which, this is a skill that applies to Every. Yeah. all <laughs> of life, right? Like, yeah. it, it, in all of the areas. It doesn't have to be just about purity culture, yeah. clearly. I mean, I literally was just with friends a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about naps. And mm -hmm. one of them had a really strong reaction, like, naps just make me feel sad and alone. And I was like, well, that's kind of, <laughs> that's a somewhat unusual reaction to that. I wonder why. Have you yeah. ever asked you yourself? you explored that? Maybe? Yeah. And, and amazingly, like, it actually did have this whole other, like, yeah. triggered thing that was way deeper than just the reaction. Mm -hmm. But it was a way to know my friend more. Like, yeah. but also... It was interesting because she had literally said, like, I have never thought of that. 
Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so just being sensitive. To yeah, I think just there. being sensitive yeah. and curious, right? Mm-hmm. Like, again, you have to be kind. So if you're not in yeah. that space, don't do it. But yeah, <laughs> you're like, what's wrong with exactly? You? That's probably not that's as helpful. Very, yeah, yeah, not very different. As yeah. Yeah. And if you are kind and inquisitive, you're going to hear some pretty crazy stories. Absolutely. As we're finding out today, it's just <laughs> wild the things that are out there. Um, have you had to, I'm trying to keep track of how we're doing on time a little bit. All right. We're, yeah, we're about uh, almost at an hour. Okay. So is there anything as well, because again, you're talking about going through a kind of trauma or programming that's so live like you're you were having what you were describing earlier anyways mm. is like your body was actually reacting like you're breaking out in a rash or something right like right that. so that's that's like one indicator right maybe something like that that my actual physical body is doing something in protest of what's <laughs> happening right but are there other things that you've learned at all that are indicators for you that oh man this is coming up against this programming that I've had yeah I mean again I think probably like all of traumatic things mm-hmm. I mean you know you can get that like tightness in your stomach mm-hmm. or nervousness like where you just feel like vibrate and mm. like, <laughs> like okay we could do this <laughs> you know like yeah um yeah I mean I think it's all of that and then just mm-hmm catching yourself in what where are your thoughts right now mm. you know yeah are you you know stuck in a in a weird trauma loop or something mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway okay that makes sense so oh, I, I, I have a question because I, I ask Andrew this question <laughs> I feel like quite a bit and he never gives me a satisfying answer okay <laughs> I don't feel like that at least and I would be curious because you're also not a pastor and as this mm-hmm. uh, podcast is called is the rebel pastor True. But I'm very curious in for you, what do you think are good ways that the church can kind of start addressing some of this? Or in a healthier way than like obviously this kind of fear based thing that's come from the past. Like mm-hmm. how do how does the church start taking strives to maybe address this in a healthy way, in a better way, or even heal some of these kind of damages. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't totally know. Um, I think some of what we've experienced is just um, things like our youth camp, mm-hmm. of we are not going to just do it how, it, how we experienced it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we want to take the good, and then we want to reevaluate all of these other parts and the why behind it. And, um, you know, simplifying, again, not making everything an expression of a deeper mm-hmm. what have you, right? And making things really practical um, if there are any rules around certain things. Like another example that I had is, again, with camp, we would say, this is not a four-day date. So you totally get to have feelings for each other and likes or maybe you're seriously dating and whatever. Like all of those things are real and that is fine. But what we're asking you to do for the next four days is put that aside and not let that be your main focus because you're here to build friendship. And it can still be with the people that you like too, but let's build friendship and have fun together and like just set that aside for a little while because you know the reason we're here is to have fun all of us together and not just be off exclusive you know just two little people all you know coupled up mm-hmm. and and you know i think treating it that plainly made it not faux pas and able to kind of like laugh a little bit and then it just wasn't a big deal yeah and i think it also called our kids to a more mature space that they're totally capable of um if we treat them like they're capable i think more often than not they are capable yeah so well and i'm just gonna add on to that what because i think what was healthy about it is that it's 
you're giving a reason and purpose for what you're asking. Right. As opposed to trying to make something bad and wrong that's not bad and wrong. Right. And so I think young people and anybody will kind of should respond to that when they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense that we're here to be all together and and so instead of instead of like relationships are bad and young people shouldn't be in relationships (laughs) so there will be none of that during this camp right you're saying hey let's look at the bigger picture yeah and and it gives them an opportunity to respond yep and i'm going to throw out since you're here because i feel like i actually did that was one that i did actually answer good yeah but most of the time you're just like i don't know if we should that was my answer (laughs) though that, but don't you think that why that isn't really the church's place? Right, it's like very accurate. We don't. I think we have opportunities to forge a different path. Yeah. But I don't think you're right. I don't think that it's the church's place to parent. Um, yeah. And therefore, like abdicate your parenting yep. to the church because that's all ultimately why things got as screwy yes, as it did. Absolutely. And when when you allow room for there to be different opinions and standards and rules depending on who that you know how that is then you're also giving your young people or young adults or whatever the reality of like this is life so you're going to be in all these different circumstances and and there's not and we have to learn how to respond to that you know getting back to what's real there's going to be there's going to be people that do this very differently than you and Cool. Now you get to learn how to love each other and relate. Absolutely. To that, which is, which more is true when you are not just in the insulated church space. Yeah. But it's also true even within because yeah. when people get married, mm-hmm. everybody chooses different ways of doing, yep. whether it's ways that they communicate, ways that they operate. Absolutely. And I mean, again, it's just good practice because that's the reality. Yep. Like there's a lot of times that you're like, oh, that is not. For me, but okay. <laughs> like you do yeah. you. Yeah. You know? And there is healthy things in that. Yep. So see, I did a good job answering that one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Joe always wants there to be like Hey, these are the things that will make it easy for us yeah. to all make this uh-huh. transition. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. yeah. Well I also I also I think just too I mean, and other topics that we have with this, but especially with this one, it's like we're talking about the the damages or things that have come out of it from the church. Yeah. So it feels like at at some in some way there should be a response, even if that mm-hmm. response is "Hey, nothing." But when it's yeah. just like a non-addressing, I, mm. there's just to me feels like there's still a lot of room to just be like. I, I get guess you. it's the same thing, or they don't, and they haven't moved on, you know. Yeah, so that's a good that's point. Just where my head okay, is. I like that. That's a good point. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in those atmospheres, there there is. I mean, yeah. I you know, saying sorry is a good start too. Yes. Yeah. There's <laughs> we that. really messed that one up. I'm sorry. <laughs> we gotta do better. Well, <laughs> and I mean, heck, that's that's one of the best gifts that we have yeah. as parents and in relationships in any form like yeah i was wrong i'm Mm -hmm. sorry or that really did not go the way i meant that you know like just Mm -hmm. those are it's so valuable yeah well i think that goes into like kind of what we've touched upon is like a lot of parents start or get really into it out of that fear thing yes so it is the one like oh maybe you had good intentions but that was wrong right so Yep. Yeah. Before we do yep. end, okay. No, I was just gonna say a pet peeve of mine, but I don't need to. One of the things that, as time has gone on, that I find extremely annoying about the whole road that our our church went down and the way that that happened, is just that you had old people creating a whole system for young people that they never did themselves. Yeah. And then ask for any sort of advice. Of how that was going. Right. Which is just so ridiculous to me. Like, we've created this whole thing for you to be a better way. Right. And we're never even going to ask, like, was it a better way? I mean, we I guess we would have been programmed to say that it was a better way. But still, the ridiculousness of that yeah. still bothers me today. It is Sorry, very true. Just a pet peeve. Had yeah. to get that out there. Um, thank you so much, Nicole. This yeah. has been so great. Um, will you tell people what you have going on kind of with your podcast? 
Sure. Uh, our podcast is called Everything's Not Fine. And my co-host and good friend Kelly and I talk about life. We've done a lot of life together. We just talk mm-hmm. a lot about friendship and parenting and kind of a lot of these kind of deconstructing kinds of things, but also just real life, rest of life deconstructing yeah. and, and how do we do it better yeah. than we did yesterday and, you know, keeping it real. So Yeah, you definitely do that. We do. I And I, I do want to say this, and I, I actually, when I listened to it, I... I said something about it on Instagram as well, but the episode, and I meant to check what episode it was that you guys got into purity culture. Oh, sure. Was really, really powerful. Like yeah. it was really, um, and I think in that episode, maybe Kelly opened up a little bit more mm-hmm. about um, the process that she went through. Yeah. But again, for anybody that is, if there is anybody still out there of like, oh, maybe purity culture is not that bad. Like, I'm just like, listen to this, please. And in terms of her opening up about kind of everything that was going on inside of her heart spiritually and her, you know, was just very powerful. So if, if if you're still digging into this subject and you want to listen to more of it, that was an awesome one. Thanks. And, and so they can find that your guys podcast, yeah, we're on Apple Pod, we're on podcasts, and same with Spotify and all of that. Awesome. Yeah, everything's not fine. All right, awesome. Well, thanks so much. This is great. Thank you.